welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi, the next generation. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we're talking about season seven, episodes five and six, Death or Glory. Fuck, I gotta pull up the Degrassi wiki summary because I didn't do that before. That's not our podcast. That was someone from our last podcast. Hey, guess what? Kelsey, vamp, tell the people what's happening with our mental state. Well, we have been drinking a little bit. Um, Holland is cat sitting and I am here to hang out with the cat and also Holland um, and also drink some beers because it's Friday night. Friday night. We're recording on a Friday night. Holland's pulling up the wiki. Um, I'm not good at vamping, but I will tell you that <laughs> I, it's okay. I feel it's here. We yeah, I did it. I explained Death that we're drunk. Glory. Nailed season, it. Season seven episode. Hello, kitty. The kitty's on my lap. Okay. Sorry. Go. We're here. We're in it to win it. <laughs> <laughs> Doing great. All right. Amidst the crowded classrooms and the battle for school territory, tensions between Lakehurst and Degrassi students continue to mount. Part two. Faced with... Oh, that was a cat. All right. Part two. <laughs> There's just a paw sticking out. It's just like... It's just like She's nails. trying to swat at my notebook. Uh, hey, buddy. Hey, at least you won't bark. Or jangle. Um... So much collar jangling. Anyway, Death or Glory Part 2. Faced with his looming mortality. Holy shit. All right. Faced with his looming mortality, Spinner attempts to prove his, in quotes, masculinity by starting brawls with Lakehurst <laughs> students. Just I mean, lunging us into the mortality storyline. I mean. Without it, mentioning it at all in the first part. Nope. Good job, Wiki. Nope. Well, Wiki is forever a clusterfuck. Well, yeah. It's written by strangers who can just do anything. Um, we should but write I the mean, wiki. Technically not incorrect summaries. No, technically totally correct. Um, looming mortality is dark as fuck, though. But still accurate. Still super accurate. For everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where is the lie? You guys. Friday night. <laughs> Friday night. A little drunk, thinking about how we might die in a nuclear war with North Korea. It's fine. Whatever. I have a really positive thing to end this episode on with my suggestion for plugs. So it's fine. Um, the episode is called Death or Glory. <laughs> <laughs> I love this song, by the way, and it's been stuck in my head forever. It's a song by The Clash. Technically 1979, but it's like December 1979. So I bet the single, if it was a single, came out in like 1980. So I guess I see you, Degrassi Shore. Um, and I think it's very fitting because Spinner is faced with a possible death sentence and he's trying to like recapture some glory and reclaim his masculinity or in quotes whatever because he has testicular cancer spoiler alert kelsey's just looking at the cat not paying attention i'm paying like attention fucking always the cat yawned it was so <laughs> cute she has the pointiest little cat teeth but I think the song works, and I like the song. I agree that the song works. It's a great We've song. We've been singing it since the cat sat on my laptop and played it on accident before we watched the episode. 
when we were just drinking and not doing anything. And drinking and Kelsey was signing up for Tinder again. I just, I go back and forth on it. I don't know. Yeah. I just really want to be disappointed by a bunch of strange humans. I mean, you get that with or without Tinder, so why not sign up? <laughs> that is a true That fact. should be their slogan. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> Fuck it. You're going to be disappointed either way. <laughs> All right. So we should write ad copy. <laughs> I would be great at it. I know so many puns. Um, all right. So the episode starts with the least mean crew I've ever seen in my life. People like, in the cafeteria, right? It's like Johnny DeMarco, Bruce and, the Moose, and like Chinstrap Guy. And Is like, Chinstrap Guy there yet? I can't I, remember. Who knows? Um, Coheed and Cambria hair guy is there again, <laughs> to which I realized, okay, definitely not Bruce the Moose without no, a hat on. Just, just, just a different, I was right. <laughs> just a different human entirely. And some weird, like, what's the band that sings Ace of Spades? <laughs> I don't remember, but now that's going to be but stuck in my head. That's playing. Yes. Sounds like a ripoff of Ace of Spades, but it is does. it Spaceman? Am I thinking, is that a band name or am I thinking of just like a different song? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I might Google it, but like it sounds like that. It's like very loud and angry and like intense. And we're in the cafeteria and like Johnny DeMarco and his goon crew are like hanging out. They're a bunch of fucking goons, then, but also like they're the, like the least intimidating bad boy crew. No, they're besides terrible. Jay, they're like the least. Like Jay is the least intimidating bad boy crew. They're but only like, like slightly more intimidating, but yeah. that's not really saying that much. I would love to watch the Motorhead. Fight each other. It's Motorhead. Okay. What is Spaceman? I don't know. I don't know. It um, just makes me think of Thirty Rock. It sounds like a Motorhead sucks, Spachemin. <laughs> Doctor Spachemin. <laughs> but it sounds like Motorhead is playing, and yeah, they're like hanging out, and Spinner and Jimmy and Ashley are like looking at them, and Jimmy and Ashley are like, oh my god, being like kind of judgy about them, and I mean, Spinner's him. just like looking on, and Spinner looks fucking great he looks am really I good. drunk or does the, he look great no no all three of them look really amazing. good amazing his Re- hair is amazing his hair's he's great like in the best shape he's ever been in his life yeah no spinner looks really good they all look kind of good that like they ashley's hair great. looks great they all look amazing jimmy has the best haircut anymore. that's true that's why it's because they look like the young adults that they are i'm like oh this is like this is a vibe i understand they're in their prime it's, i mean drake is still in his prime but like on the show they're in their prime well i mean it's also that like it's why places like one tree hill places <laughs> shows like one tree hill and shit like will cast like people in their 20s well, to play yeah, teenagers because teenagers, like teenagers are awkward anymore. yeah it's like the whole thing it's the whole point yeah anyway and unless the- you're like kendall jenner you're not a hot teenager no 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 if you're a hot teenager you're like the minority and i hate you <laughs> probably yeah, yeah. <laughs> um or also if you're a hot teenager generally like that's when you peak and it's like not great afterwards. I feel like yeah. Probably. I mean, if if you're not famous, 
Because I was gonna say, like, I feel like like Lily Rose Depp is like super hot teenager, cooler than I will ever be in my entire life. I'm like, she's just gonna stay hot. Yeah, but she's famous and has money. If you're exactly. not rich, and if you're not famous, if you don't have, I don't know. I don't know where we're going with this. I kind of don't want to talk about this anymore. Me neither. I'm just, I think this is me being like, if you're a hot teenager, you have to peak then because then I'll feel better about it because I was awkward as hell as a teenager. I mean, plenty I of people cute. peak in high school. So many people do. I can name several people I went to high school with that I'm only 25. And you're like, oh, those people definitely peaked seven or eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, <laughs> should we talk about fashion beliefs? I don't know. I we guess. were just talking about how hot Spinner is now, apparently. He's apparently hot now. So cool. Good for Spinner. Um, so much camo in this episode. So much. Like, mostly from Jane. Mostly from Jane. She's got, like, the black and gray and white camo hat. She's got, like, a few camo shirts. And in the beginning, she's wearing the camo hat and then camo pants. But the two camos don't match, and that really bothers me. Like, I don't know if it would bother me more if they matched or if they didn't match. But either way, I don't like it. You should not be wearing more than one camo thing at a time. And you probably shouldn't be wearing that one camo thing. <laughs> um, Spinner is also not Spinner. Hmm, no, Marco is wearing a camo shirt at one point. I know the face that you're I making is that. the yeah. thought that I, it's yeah. like the face that my brain is making. It's like, what? Why? I don't but ever he remember is. camo being this big. Maybe it's just me. I I, do. I remember it being like fine, like in like when in the early seasons of Degrassi, when Ashley would wear that like red camo shirt. That's the time period where I remember it being like a fashion statement when you would wear it in lots of different colors. But it's like 2007 now, 2008. I feel like we're getting like we need to stop now, right? I hope so. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I hung out with a lot of, like, um, white trashy people in high school, and they wore a lot of camo. I did not, because no thank you. Although, oh, when I went to, when we threw my friend um, her white trash surprise birthday party, I bought a camo skirt. Nice. From, like, a dollar store. It was dope. Actually, I feel like I remember there being, like surfy like cool takes on camo maybe in like pack sun at this time yeah like in blue and purple and yeah. shit yeah there was like stuff like that yeah. at roxy i maybe, think yeah like a roxy kind of camo. definitely a roxy camo yeah, i guess but jane is not wearing a no, roxy no, camo she's just wearing straight up camo but like she had a different style than what i was looking at in high school so i don't know to each their own um spinner's just wearing all of the sweatshirts all of the time and vests over the sweatshirts yeah i was gonna say the vest the black puffy vest over the red sweatshirt is a look it's like a dark marty mcfly (laughs) (laughs) and i know you don't understand that reference because you haven't seen back to the future seen back to the future i'm so sorry (laughs) i mean i understand the reference i've seen pieces of back to the future i've just never watched it in its entirety i gotta make you watch that yeah it's great it's just like a delight I mean, it's on the list of all the things that I've never watched that disappoints most people I know. Was it Back to the Future, Ghostbusters? 
do Ghostbusters? No. Um, Star Wars, Star Trek. I've never seen Star Trek. What else disappoints people when I tell them I haven't seen it? I don't know. Plenty of I don't stuff. I know. I just think of Back to the Future. Um, Darcy has her huge ass green. It's like technically a tote bag, but it looks like a literal like weekender bag. It's so big and so lime green. And Jane is wearing all of the studded bracelets. Oh, yeah. So Jane, I've realized in this episode, looks like Janice Ian from Mean Girls. Even her hair is kind of like black and stringy. Well, it's, I think it's also a lot like the stringy hair. Yeah, I think it's mainly the stringy hair the stringy is what hair. I'm thinking of. Um, she wears a spiky necklace, which is a good time. I remember a lot of my friends wearing those. She dresses a lot like people I used to hang out with in high school, She's actually. She's kind of like a more hardcore version of Ellie, like early Ellie. Yeah. 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 Because Ellie's was like still kind of a sweetie. And yeah. Ed, and Jane has a little more of an edge to her, I feel like. Um, Ms. Hatsalakos or Principal Hatsalakos's hair her looks great. I love she it. Got bangs. I got bangs. I got bangs. <laughs> no, she looks real good. She looks great. Um, Darcy has this weird, like, super long sweatshirt, sweater, shirt, jacket thing. I couldn't figure out what it was that she was wearing. I wasn't a big fan of it. Liberty is wearing a hot pink sweatshirt in like the only scene we see her in. Liberty looks great though. She does. She looks really good. Her but, makeup looks great, but like yeah, she's But that wearing, sweatshirt yeah. is out of control. It is way too loud. It's very loud, especially for her. She doesn't usually go with the hot pink. I like Jimmy's purple sweatshirt that has like the zebra print in the inside of the hood. Oh, I didn't notice that one. Jimmy is already like starting to like dress really well and like I feel like Jimmy's just morphing into Drake. His haircuts are better. He finally has like the fade that's really good. <laughs> Jane is also also wearing a lot of mesh clothing, like underneath other clothing. Oh, that was definitely a thing that I did. Which also reminds me of Ellie, like early Ellie. Oh yeah, and uh in the second part Griffin is asking Margot for like fashion advice. And is choosing between a god awful like white button up with like afflictiony like designs on it, and I is it just a regular black button up? I couldn't tell, and a different button up. And Marco was like, "Don't go with that white one. You look like you're trying too hard." And Griffin's like, oh, "I am trying hard." And he's like, "No, <laughs> stop." Griffin is beautiful but dumb. Oh, he's such a dummy, and kind of offensive. Yeah, we will get to that. Um, oh, Spinner is wearing this, like, uh, in the second part, is wearing this red shirt with, like, slashes, slash designs all over it that kind of looks like he's been mauled, which was a choice, but it was very Spinner. Bruce the Moose is wearing a shiny red hat that's <laughs> extremely sideways. dumb. It's just the worst and hat. And it's sideways. And it's sideways. I he looks I like an idiot. I think I literally wrote in all caps, like, Bruce the Moose sideways hat. Why? Oh, at one point, Spinner. Fucking Moose's sideways hat. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, At one point, I think maybe when they're talking to the, like, oncologist, Spinner is wearing a shirt that has, like, the Roxy symbol on it. But next to the Roxy, like, on each side of the Roxy symbol, 
are like two like silhouettes of like hot ladies like dancing. It's very confusing. Are you sure it's the Roxy symbol or is it the Quicksilver symbol? Because they're very similar. It's definitely Roxy and it's also red, which leads me to believe that maybe it's Roxy because Quicksilver doesn't do. I don't remember that shirt. Interesting. It was like it was a very subtle symbol, but there were definite silhouettes of ladies, hot dancing ladies. That doesn't sound like Roxy, though. I don't know. I mean, maybe. Maybe it was Quicksilver. Maybe I'm wrong. It was a very, like, it was like, you know, when they tried to, like. Quicksilver are, like, the same, but, like, boy and girl versions. Maybe it was Quicksilver. I don't know. But it was, like, you know when, like, they take a symbol or, like, a brand label and they try to, like, distress it and do things to make it look like it's not the thing, but, like, it's also definitely the thing. Yeah. That's what they did. Yeah. And, uh, Okay, I don't remember that shirt. I don't have any other notes. Spinner's mohawk is great. Oh, yeah. Spinner can pull off a fucking mohawk. He looks amazing. I mean, personally, I thought he looked hotter with his hair, but, like, he looks badass with the mohawk, and he can pull it off, and it's, like, his I'm going to fight cancer badass look, and I think he looks great. Yep, those are all the fashion notes that I have. Same. All right. We just did 15 minutes of fashion. Hey. Nailed We're it. a little tipsy. We're in the cafeteria. I keep snapping. I'm like, hey, I'm ready to go. <laughs> um, <laughs> finger guns. <laughs> snapping and finger guns. I'm going <laughs> to sit on my hands. Um, okay, so we're in the cafeteria and... Uh, Ashley and Jimmy and Spinner are like, oh, Diana DeMarco and his people. Weird. And then Spinner, like, looks at Jane across the cafeteria and is, like, mooning after her. And I think Jimmy is like, you just need to ask her out. And he's like, I can't do it yet. And then somehow, I think, like, Johnny DeMarco must be doing something. I don't know. He's picking on Toby. That's what it is. And then Spinner intervenes. He's like, stop acting like a bunch of monkeys. And then... Johnny DeMarco tries to like start something and strike. No, he like he turns around. He's like, "Okay, man, I get it." And he like goes to walk away, and then he like <laughs> spins around to like sucker punch him in the face because Johnny DeMarco does not know how to like play like a grown up, and he doesn't know who he is messing with because Spinner literally like blocks his punch and just holds onto his fist and is like, "No, not dog." And then I wrote, <laughs> "Not dog." And then I wrote, uh, "Spinner is a badass?" Question mark. I know. I was like, "Spin blocks the." Fuck out of Johnny DeMarco's punch. I've never been more attracted to him. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> and then afterwards, um, like he and Ashley are walking in the hallway and Ashley's like, I mean, you, like that was cool spin. Like I know you got law enforcement on that aptitude test, right? And, and then you wrote, like, I also yeah. got clown. <laughs> I would never forget Spinner the clown. <laughs> I mean, I think that any of those options would have been good for Spinner. I stand by Lumberjack as the best one. And then um, Miss H comes up and is like, um, like, why aren't you staying out of trouble? Like, why are you getting into altercations? Spinner's like, I was like stopping an altercation. I was like, yeah, he blocked a punch. He didn't start a fight. He ended a fight without even fighting. Like, come on, Miss H. Oh, wait, wait. We skipped over something extremely important. I'm sorry. It's, It's totally okay. I forgot until I glanced at my notes. 
So before Ms. H comes over and like gives him the rundown of like, you're going to do a thing now because punishment, he is like, we need somebody here to really clean their act up, like Rudy Giuliani. Oh, I forgot they were in the or, cafeteria. Or George W. Bush. And Spinner wants Bush or Giuliani to like clean up the school because of Lakehurst. Which like, is how oh, you know no. that they are definitely don't live here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I definitely wrote that down. Yeah, that was like, oh, Spinner, stop talking. No. Holland and I were in an Uber in LA, and their Uber <laughs> tried to talk to me about Giuliani because I was the only one in the car actually, like, from New York for and a you were long right time. Here, like when Giuliani was here. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I was, I was also like, I was like right over my. Yeah, I just. He was like trying to talk to me, but he was like, it was weird though, because he was like super. He was so liberal. He was so liberal in all ways, except like except for he the was like homeless problem in L.A. We were in an Uber in L.A., and he was like, "Yeah, we just need to get like everybody out of the city." Like Giuliani did that, right? And I was like, "Oh my god!" And he addressed me about. I was like, "Well, I was like." You're driving a car that I'm in <laughs> in a city I don't know well or at all. And I was like, I, I have uh, different feelings about Rudy Giuliani because I'm from there. And he I was like, mm, we're just not going to talk about it at all, please. And then we swerved to just like talking about awesome the Obamas were. <laughs> I miss them so much. I know. Um, Ugh, Giuliani. Anyway, but yeah, no, it was really, it was just, it was weird that he, that Spinner brought up Giuliani because like just bringing up Bush, I get because he was president at the time. I mean, I wouldn't recommend bringing him in on anything that isn't like a senior's painting class, but I just, (laughs) just wants to paint. He just wants to paint, whatever. You guys, this is why you don't try to push your children into doing things that they don't want to do. Because then they end up warmongering presidents. I don't know. I mean, it's not always what happens, but sometimes <laughs> what happens. Um, but why did he bring up Giuliani? That's not relevant to anything in his life. I mean, how was was Giuliani famous enough that like you knew who he was? Yeah, I think that enough media was based in New York, especially like when he was there. Like I like I think. My point of reference for him was like Sex in the City. They talked to, they would like mention him. Offhand. I feel like that's not Spinner's point of reference. I know, but I feel like there, like there must. I'm sure a lot of like media was, ba- was based in New York, and like lots of TV shows and lots of movies and lots of stuff like that. And they would probably, I'm sure. That's true. I'm I mean, sure that people know. like bring I'm up De Blasio and stuff, but yeah, I don't know. I think he was maybe. He made enough. He made enough waves that and Toronto was not far away from New York That's City true. either. He destroyed the art community here. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, enough. Enough of another one. Fucking. Why are we giving this much time to Rudy Giuliani? <laughs> I don't know. You let me have the floor, and I'm a little drunk. So sorry. Anyway, Miss H was like, "Why are you starting fights?" And he's like, "I wasn't. I was making sure one didn't happen." And she's like. Too bad. You're going to be on this peace committee. Which doesn't seem fair because he, he wasn't he was a, He fight. was literally keeping the peace already. I mean, although it does seem like now he's probably equipped for this job. I guess so. And then, and then she sees Jane and she's like, Jane, are you late again? And Spinner's, Jane's like, eh. 
And Spencer, she's like, do I have to give you a detention? And Spencer's like, no, she just volunteered for the peace committee. And Jane's like, what? And he's like, it's better than detention. Because he wants to spend time with her. And Which he, is actually pretty cute. And Jane's cute. like, she's I like, mean, I guess so. maybe. <laughs> is it better than detention, though? Um, oh, I forgot to mention in fashion. I, I mentioned that I hate that Jane's wearing two camo things at once. But I do like her backpack a lot. Don't remember what her backpack was. It was like. very cute. For whatever that's worth. It was extremely cute. Do you care to describe it? It was green. It was a cute backpack. It was green. That's it. And strappy and like leathery, clothy. Cool. Cool. Um and I just wrote down she is a one eighty from Darcy, his previous girlfriend. She's also a one eighty from every single girl he's That's ever dated. Very true. She's, she's very, very different, but he's like super duper into her. Yeah, she like is very over because she is. She's awesome. She well, she kind of is. Like I did not like her the last time we saw her, and I don't remember being crazy about her the first time we watched her. Or the first time I watched her. But now I'm like, oh, I get it. Yeah. I don't really remember her that much. I like, I remember she existed, but I, I honestly don't have a lot of memories of her. Like, and then I know that she and Spinner are a thing, but a lot of that is like separated and me like hearing about it more than remembering seeing about it. I remember thinking she was kind of annoying, but I only saw them like after they got together. Like, I think I saw this, but I, like, saw everything out of order, and I don't remember any of it. Like, yeah. when we get to the B-plot, like, I know that I definitely remember the B-plot. Yeah, I feel like I remember seeing this episode, because I feel like I remember this head-shaving thing, but I've probably only seen this exactly one time, and it was 10 years ago, literally. So, but yeah, so he gets her out of detention. Um, and then I, and yeah, Ms. H is like, okay, fine, whatever. And then we hop to the B plot, which is Darcy is uh, with Miss Sauve and she wants to cut down on therapy because it's getting in the way of her schedule and she doesn't want to go as much as she goes anymore. And Miss Sauve was like, you tried to kill yourself. We need to keep going to therapy. You haven't even told me. What made you so sad to lead you to this point yet? We like you can't stop. And that's when we learn that Miss Sobe Sobe Sobe. God damn it. Miss Sobe. It's just I, I don't know why it like doesn't stick in my brain. <laughs> it's season seven, Kelsey. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. Sobe with so a Sobe. Miss whatever. She has a tricky name. Miss Sobe. We learn, still doesn't know that Darcy got raped. Yeah, because Darcy wants to forget about it. She doesn't want to think about it. She wants to, like, move on without dealing with it. Which leads me to, like, question, like, what the fuck have they been talking about for the past couple of weeks? Like, if they're meeting three times a week and they've been doing this for weeks on end, like, truly, what are they talking about? I don't know, man. I mean, I guess some people just take longer to open up about sometimes no, people I don't want to talk about anything no i get that but but miss sovey but miss no is like we've made some headway and i'm like she hasn't mentioned why she why tried to she kill sat, herself yeah. what fucking headway could you have made like i know that there are plenty of people I who mean, are forced to go to therapy that just like sit there and do nothing 
maybe she just talks around it the whole time. Maybe she's saying, like, I feel bad or, like, I'm feeling better today or, like, I'm feeling down and I wish that I don't feel down. And maybe Miss Dove is like, all right, well, what is something we can do about that? Maybe because she's not going to be like, why? What happened? Like, she's not going to be too prying because Darcy doesn't want to talk about it yet. So maybe Darcy's just like talking around it the whole time. It hasn't. I don't know how long it's been. It has it can't have been that long. I don't know. It's been a few episodes. Maybe yeah. it's also just that it's been a long time since we recorded that episode that it feels That's longer true. for me. That's true. It's only episode five at this point, and that was episode one and two. So, yeah. But the timeline on this show never makes any sense. Like, there's no, like, there's no, um, like, continuous timeline. Like, it's always, like, it's not like they go back in time or whatever, but it's, like, it's never, like, the same amount of time apart between episodes. It's not like every episode is a different week. It's, like, sometimes an episode is, like, two months later. Yeah. I know. We have no, we have no, like, point of reference of this one anyway. No. Um, we just know it's after winter break because Lakers is here. <laughs> That's it. Um, anyway, I'm pretty sure it's like this, like last se- season six and season seven are each like a semester at Degrassi because I'm pretty sure all of our grade sevens graduate at the end of season seven. So I think we can probably safely say we're still pretty early into semester two of senior year slash whatever this year is for anybody on the show um but i don't know anyway darcy doesn't want to go to therapy as much anymore and she kind of like negotiates down to once a week with miss sove and that was this that was like this whole scene and then we're in like the school gym or whatever and Spinner is lifting weights with Jimmy. Also, for the record, I think that Darcy needs to be in real therapy. But, yeah, you know. Yeah, like, she needs to go, like, after school to, like, a professional. Not a guidance who, counselor. Yeah. No offense to guidance counselors. Yeah. But, I mean, come Especially on. Especially because you're in Canada and it's probably covered by your free health insurance. <laughs> Seriously. Oh. Uh, Why aren't all these kids in therapy? They need to be. Like, if it was free, I would be in therapy all the time. I would go to therapy right? every single day. I would quit this podcast so I could be in therapy every single day <laughs> of my life. Um, But then we're in the gym, and Spinner and Jimmy are, like, lifting weights. And I wrote down, damn, Spin, lift those weights, because I was drinking when I was watching this episode. And I was like, fuck, Spinner. He looks good. Jimmy looks good, too, Jimmy though. Jimmy. And then... I mean, he's Drake. He always looks good. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have to do And then Spinner anything. starts, like, magic. doing, like, kicks and moves in the mirror. And Jimmy's like, slow down gently. And then Jimmy, like, kicks and pulls something in his groin. And he's <laughs> groin. like, it pulled something. Ugh. And he's like, you know what? Lately, like, things have been going... Have been backed up in the junkular area. The Ew. amount of times they say, like junk or junkular or something junk related in this episode is i mean it makes sense why they say it a lot but the specific like term junk is it's like just junk okay. exclusively which like nah <laughs> <laughs> no thank you no thank you and um spinner is like my junkular area and jimmy's like you should probably get that checked out and he's like 
And he's like, ugh, like Gavin Jr. And, and Jimmy's like, I do not need to know the names of your nads. And I was like, ugh, nads. Uh, just upsetting. But also same. I don't want to know the name. Hard, I don't know hard pass. Know. Hard pass. Wait, but if he named one Gavin Jr., I'm actually a little bit curious to know what the rest could possibly be. Because he was like, Gavin Jr. and, and then we'll never know. We'll never know. Which, I mean, I guess that's fine. Um, I also like how he uses Gavin and not Spinner. I know. <laughs> Good. Well, Spinner's a weird nickname. Because if you think about it, it like leads back to him having like ADHD. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Although like I like him as Gavin. Very shreddery this episode to he borrow is. a nickname he from Tanner. Shredder. Shredder's <laughs> my favorite. I love them so much. Um, but then we're at the next I, scene. Oh, I was just where the fuck is this gym though? Because we've never seen this gym before. It's right at the school. It's like a locker. It's like a I don't know, my school had one in the, like a gym, like a weight room. My I school mean, definitely had a weight room. Just weird shit keeps popping up at this school. I mean, they have high school athletes. They have a weight room. That's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's not a thing I'm equipped I know, in. I know. We've I never seen it before, so I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I feel like I maybe know. my skim, maybe my skim, maybe my school gym had a weight room. <laughs> Do not know. I mean, Did I'm not, not surprised at all that you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> do not know it did not show up um yeah i know at my school we only had to take two years of pe what yeah i would have been so jealous i would unless you did a sport then you had to take it like or unless you did like football or something like that then you had to like take it or go to the weight room or do things i don't know i only know that because my next door neighbor was on the football team um Shouts out. <laughs> Shout out, Tommy. Um, he does not listen to this. Um, and But I know my second year, you could choose, like, regular PE or you could choose, like, weight. Like, the PE where you just do, like, stuff in the weight room. And I definitely did not do that one, but I know it was an option. <laughs> yeah, Jim was never, like not like it, it was always like you have to do the thing it's forever mandatory although you i bet to if, do it all four years yeah i bet if you added up all of the gym that i took though it would add up to maybe two years <laughs> like tops yeah i don't know why but we only had to do it freshman and sophomore year which i was like fine you with d- yeah that's so weird now all four years I did have gym first period my sophomore year, though, which was the worst because then you were just like gross all day. My um, I think it was halfway or three quarters way through my senior year. They finally caught on to me (laughs) and they were like they had like eagle eye for like the rest of my they're like, you have to continue to be here even (laughs) after we call attendance. Oh, my gosh. they did it stupid. They'd call attendance and they go, okay, go to the locker room and change. And we go to the locker room. They did and attendance I'd, before you even changed? Yeah. So then I'd go to the locker room. I would get my stuff and so would my friend Aaron and we would walk to my car. That's just like, you deserve to have people skip if you do it that I way. I mean, they weren't smart. That's crazy. I went to a dumb school. <laughs> 
Anyway, it took them way too long to catch on. That's ridiculous. I would drive away like in full view of things. I drove an orange Jeep Wrangler. I was not chill about it. (laughs) Not very subtle. Nah. This is going to be the longest episode ever because we are barely through the first quarter part one. I'm on my first page of notes. I've just turned to my second page and I have like six pages of notes. And we're 37 minutes into this podcast. Uh Uh-oh. It's going to be a long one. I might edit out a lot of things, though. I don't know. Who knows? That seems like a good move. I have to go home and walk a dog. We got to tear through this motherfucker. It's 11.43 p.m. Jesus Christ. All right. So then we're with Peter and Darcy. And Darcy's like, I'm like. I can do something on Thursday. Like, yay. And Peter's like, what about therapy? And she's like, I like negotiate with Miss Sauvet. And he's like, are you sure that's a good idea? And she's like, it's fine. And like immediately lashes out. And that's when I realized, oh, I think this is maybe what I was confusing the original Darcy episode from the season premiere with. Because I remembered her being like, like super freaking out and like kind of losing her shit. And I'm like, Oh, I think I just, like, somehow in my brain, like, combined them together. Mm -hmm. Like, I made, like, these two things, like, just one long thing. I don't know. For some reason, in my brain, I just, like, mushed them. But it's nice to know they're not. They're, like, following up on this issue. Thank God. And it's not just, like, a, like, one episode thing or a one two-part episode thing. Um, But... She's like, yeah, I just want to forget about it. Like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Whatever. It's fine. And it's like, oh, great. Darcy's trying to repress everything. That's not the best plan. And Peter is doing the one good Peter thing that he does, which is he's like, like, really like there for a girl, a girlfriend, like when she's going through some shit. Yeah. And, and this he- is the only time we see him in this episode and he doesn't. I don't hate him. Me neither. I mean, I hate him, but I, I don't but, like, hate him in this moment. He doesn't bother me no, right now. No, because he's like, are you sure that's a good idea? And I'm like, Peter is not wise, but when it comes to shit like this, he's like, they write him to like be like, is that really a good idea? Yeah. I'm worried about you. Yeah. Like if Peter were an action figure or like one of those dolls where you like press their hand and they say stuff, it would be like, are you okay? <laughs> I'm worried. <laughs> or like something sexist. Yeah. One of those. It would just be those two things. things. It would just be those two things on repeat. Like, show me your boobs. And like, (laughs) are you okay? I'm worried about you. (laughs) It's very, it's like getting whiplash (laughs) constantly. Uh, Nobody buy a Peter Barbie doll, please. Anyway, then we're at Peace Committee and Spinner and Jane are flirting and I like it and it's cute. And then we get interrupted during peace committee because Danny's in a fight with Chinstrap Guy. Oh, Chinstrap Guy. I'm pretty sure he's Mia's baby daddy. I think you're right. I do not remember what his name was. It is Nick. Is it? I'm pretty sure it's Nick. I don't think it is. Is it Lucas? I'm leaning towards Nick. Let's see who's right when we find out later. Also, he looks like a juggalo without makeup on. looks... 30. He does. He looks old. He looks, he looks older than he Jay. Looks, he looks older than Jay. He has weird facial hair. He looks like Guy Fieri slash a juggalo without makeup on. He looks terrible. Um, he is definitely an avid listener of the Insane Clown Posse. 
That is a true fact. That's what a juggalo is. Yeah, it's a true fact, though. Um, and he's fighting with Danny outside, and Liberty, like, and everybody in the peace committee runs to it, and she's like, what's happening? And then Danny's like, he said that JT deserved to die or something. Also, wait, for, for leader of the peace committee, like, even during the peace committee meeting, like, Liberty is a real dictator. Well, yeah, because she's Liberty. <laughs> she's Liberty, but this is still. just like another thing to put on her. She's like order. I'm like Liberty, get it together. You're in charge of the peace committee. Liberty's such a Christie. She is such a Christie. <laughs> Liberty, just- <laughs> like I feel like leader of the peace committee, like should like at least like wear like a hemp necklace or something. Yeah, it's not Liberty. But she's doing it anyway. And then she's and then Danny's like, he said that JT deserved to die. And Liberty's like, what the fuck? And then she throws down and starts like shoving trim strap, trim chin strap guy. And then bear juggalo. And then. (laughs) Bear juggalo. She's like shoving bear juggalo. Chin strap guy, and then Spinner intervenes. Is like, stop it, stop it, Liberty, stop it. And then, um, they kind of push each other around, and then Spinner like clutches his like stomach and is like, "Ow, I'm hurting." And I'm like, "Oh no, he's in pain. Go to the doctor." And then like somehow it gets diffused, and then Jimmy is like, "Dude, are you okay?" Because yeah, they see Miss H. All right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And Jimmy breaks up. He's like, Miss H is over there. Which at first I thought was like maybe a lie because like Jimmy's just a good friend and is like trying to break up the thing. Because he knows that violence and bullying leads to nothing good. Yeah. He knows. He knows. He does. And then, and then he says something because he's like, if you, he says to Spinner, like, if you keep being here all the time, we're going to have to get you a cape. And. Then he tells him to go to the fucking doctor because he is in pain. Yeah, for sure. He's like, I know you're weird about things after what happened to your dad. And I was like, what the fuck happened to his dad? I know. I said the same. I was like, what happened to Spinner's dad? We know nothing about Spinner's family until this episode. Except like Kendra who disappeared. Whatever. We've known Spinner for seven years at least. We've known him for seven seasons anyway. We don't know that much about him. We don't know shit about him. Kendra disappeared, like, into the, like, fucking abyss. Yeah. Oh, also when Liberty... But his mom is in this episode. That's true. Also when Liberty confronts Danny and she's like, what are you doing? He's like, dancing, what's it look like? And that, (laughs) like, made me laugh a lot. Oh, boy. And then... But then we're in Mr. Simpson's class and Darcy and Danny and Derek are all, like, taking a test. And then Danny and Derek are talking about... I don't know, the fight probably. And Darcy's like, stop talking. Ugh, you're bothering me. And then she, Danny, and Derek all get in trouble by Mr. Simpson for talking. Also, question. I don't understand. It's not really a question. It's more of a statement. I don't understand how the ages work on this show because Darcy looks older than the two of them. But are they in the same grade? But we've known them longer than we've known Darcy. Have we? Yeah, yeah. we have. I feel like we've known them the same amount. I feel like they're around the same age because remember, I remember when Darcy I mean, they, came in, she was already established as a younger person. Yeah. Than even our grade seven people. Yeah. So I think they would be in the same grade. Like they're probably in grade 11 right now. Yeah. I thought 
Maybe 10? I thought Darcy was grade 10. Because Peter's grade 10, which I found to be confusing. I think he's 11. He's only a year younger than Emma. Yeah, okay. Because Sav's grade 10. Is he? Oh, yeah, he is grade 10. Yeah. So does that mean Mia's grade 10? Maybe. I don't understand how the ages work in this show. Not very well established. No. It was much remember. easier when it was like grade eights versus grade sevens. And oh, like you could all these see the fucking my brain up. Confusing. But they're all in the same class. They're all in the same grade. I don't know what grade it is. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think you're right. I think it's 11. And they're, and then, so then Mr. Simpson's like, stop talking. You all have detention. And Darcy's like, I was telling them to be quiet. And he's like, okay, you still have detention. You're just not going to get like points marked down. And Darcy like eh, that's not fair bite me and then he's like um excuse you and she's just clearly acting out because of her pent-up issues and it's very sad but it's like yeah i'm like you gotta talk to miss sove girl and she doesn't want to talk i know she's not ready because she needs a real therapist that's true i mean no like knocks against miss sove she helped out Paige. she's been like Really like good. She probably has but a lot on her plate. She has a whole school to like a talk to. Counselor for now, what is effectively like two schools, <laughs> three schools, because the middle school joined yeah. the high school. Yeah. yeah. So middle school, high school, and then another high school. <laughs> Maybe also much. their too middle much. school. It's too much. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows what's happening in this town? Um, but is then- Lakehurst the same town as Degrassi? If not, this has to be like the town over. It is. That's how things work, right? Yeah, I don't know. Two towns went to my high school. I have no idea. Oh, no, only one town went to mine. But we had like lots of different middle schools and lots of different elementary schools. But like each like tier, like elementary schools would like merge into one middle school. But then eventually all of the middle schools in my town just went to like my one high school. But I don't know. I don't know. My high school had like 2,000 people-ish, a little over 2,000 total. I don't know how many people my high school had. Like 500-ish per grade. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. I only know that because I remember class rank things happening. Um, I don't know if that is. Okay. (laughs) 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 Um. Then we're at the doctor's office because Spinner went to the doctor, yay! And he's so modest, and he's like, I don't know, stop touching me. And we learn he's distrustful of doctors. Yeah. Um, Which I guess I get if his dad was probably sick before, and he's like, probably. I get why he would be weird about doctors if that is the case, which we do learn that that it is the case. Yes. And Um, we also... So I was like watching this. I was like, this is very awkward because um, the doctor is like very like she's like there. It, it just feels very real, though. Like I like it was very awkward, but I was like, it's also like informative. Like it's like good television, like not in like this is good TV, but also like this is just like informative and like helpful. Yeah. And yeah, just very accurate. Yeah. Yeah. It like it was like this is not fucking around. Yeah, so this she, is not like just, dramatic. Like, feeling around his stomach, and then she hit the spot where it hurt, and he's like, "Oh no, that hurts." And she's like, "Okay," and then 
she's like, oh, has that been hurting? And he says, yeah. And also like lower. And she's like, all right, well, I'm going to put my gloves on. And he's like, oh, wait, what? You have to touch my junk. And she's like, I do this like five times a day. It's fine. And and then she feels and she's like, all right, well, how long has that lump been there? And he's like, oh, I didn't know that I had a lump. And I was like, oh, my God. And she's like, all right, well, we just have to run some tests. We don't know what it is yet. Like, let's just figure it out. And yeah. she's like, it could be nothing or it could be a tumor. And I'm like, you know what? I like this doctor. She's giving him all the options. Yeah. There was like, so she was like, it could be a cyst. It could be like an infection or it could be a tumor. And I'm like, she's not fucking around. Nope. Um, but then the next day at school, Jimmy is like, hey, so did you go to the doctor? Like, are you okay? Like, what's going on? And he's just like such a good, concerned friend. And I love him so I much. I love Jimmy. Jimmy is the best human. And then Spinner's like deflecting. He's like, oh, yeah, there was this one guy who ate all these donuts. And then there was this other person. And he's like, and Jimmy's like, okay, but like, how did your appointment go? <laughs> He's like, he's like, cool, oh, thanks no. for the waiting room tales. And but, uh, he's like, I don't know, she found a lump. It could be cancer. I don't know. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, no, he's in denial. And just trying to, like, play it off with humor. And But you can tell that he is freaking out. And Shane Kippel is so amazing. Like, he does such a good job in this episode. And in this moment, he is clearly, he's like, joking but he is panicked and you can see that all on his face and it's he does like such a good job at conveying that like panicked like i don't want this to be true so i'm joking about this shane kippel is amazing he's amazing he's incredible he's great love and it. it just it makes it makes me so sad for spinner because shane kippel does such a good job at like conveying this like freaked out emotion and then I feel like oh then like Johnny and Chinstrap bump into them and like they kind of get into like a and Spinner's like not today dude not the best like the like wrong day wrong time whatever and then Jimmy's like pull back pull back like no no stop and he's like rise above man you gotta rise above I'm like yes but also like Ms. H is there again she just keeps like being there when Spinner starts to like fuck up very convenient <laughs> um but then we're in the tension and danny and darcy and Derek are washing windows in the Too middle many of the d hallway. names so many d names and then and then darcy sees like miss sove across the hall and she's like oh mr simpson like if miss sove asks like i'm doing this voluntarily because i don't want her to know that you got me in trouble like or she's gonna want me to Go back to therapy more. And he's like, um, you got yourself in trouble and I'm not going to lie for you. And if you're on suicide watch, I feel he said something kind of harsh. Like if you're on suicide watch, maybe like like me. I don't remember what he says, but he says something about her. Therapy. I don't know. But he doesn't lie to Miss Sauve when no. she comes over because Darcy's like, I'm just volunteering because these windows are so dirty. And Mr. Uh, is like, this is detention. He like is not fucking around. To which I say, good for you. Exactly. Like, he is a good teacher. Like, I feel He's like a, a bad teacher. teacher would be like, whatever, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll help you out, kid. Yeah. But it's like, she's clearly struggling and she's like not acting like a student that he knows, you know? Mm-hmm. She's like acting like a different person. Exactly. Um, but then the next scene, Spinner and Jane are on a date. And of course, they're at like a pool hall. Because everyone at Lakehurst plays pool for some reason. I don't... 
fully no i don't know and they're so flirty and they're they so, are. They have so much chemistry they do have they're so much great chemistry and they're playing pool and it's really cute but then he's in pain and he can't play pool and he's like i gotta go and just like bounces and then the next day at school things like he sees her and it's awkward and she doesn't talk to him and Jimmy's like, oh, well, that was awkward. Like, what oh, wait. happened? One thing about the date that I forgot. Just dropped my notes <laughs> on the floor. One thing about the date that is extremely important to me, because why? Why, why, why? She's like, they're like talking about whatever. And then <laughs> what are you laughing at that you found? Juggle up without makeup. <laughs> was that the note you kept like looking back at and saying like, I'm so excited to talk about this note. It's so funny. It made me I laugh. I can't wait to talk so about it. Because Juggle is making me laugh because I used to know like three of them. Uh, I've never d- known a juggle. I've done <laughs> we lead different lives. <laughs> I have done that I know of. I have done a juggalo's makeup before. <laughs> real talk. It's a real thing that happened. They're like, You're an artist. Can you do my makeup? I'm like, Yeah, sure. I did it with my hands in a McDonald's parking that should, lot. That should be your Tinder bio. <laughs> I've done a juggalo's makeup before. I'll change it. I did it. I had no tools. I just had like Halloween face paints and my fingers in a McDonald's parking lot in Old Japan, New Jersey. And I did a juggalo's makeup. <laughs> anyway, you were saying something about their date. Oh, so they're on their date. And, like, they're talking about whatever. And there's a lull in the conversation. And they're looking at each other flirty. And she's like, so what do you think of my nose ring? Which I feel oh, like yeah. is only appropriate if you just got your nose pierced and the person was with you. Well, I don't know. I think they were, like, close to each other. and it's she like said, apropos of nothing. Well, they were, like flirting and she's like so what do you think and he was like i can't remember what he said and he's like i think he like they were being flirty and she said what do you think and he, she's like no i was talking about my nose ring but i thought it she said that because to like kind of tease him a little bit more because she said what do you think in a leading way and what their conversation was and he like responded like down that track and she's like no i was talking about my nose ring to like kind of pull back a little bit more that's how I read that. Oh, I missed that entirely. I was just like, why is this happening? <laughs> I don't understand. Anyway, I'm going to move forward because it's midnight and we've been recording for an hour and we're not even done with part one of the episode. I'm still thinking about Juggalos. <laughs> so then the next, he like bounces out of their date. And then the next day is cool. Things are awkward with them. And then Spinner's like, are you okay? What's going on? And um, Jimmy is, did I say that? Jimmy is like, are you okay? What's going on? And Spinner just doesn't want to talk about it. And then this is when we learned that um, Spinner's dad had lung cancer. And, oh, yeah, this is, so Spinner tells, wait, when does he find out that he has cancer? It's not yet. No, they're, so they're in the gym, and he says hi to Jane, and Jane snubs him, and Jimmy's like, well, I was going to see how your date went, but I guess that's my answer. And Spinner's like, yeah, she's not my type. And oh. Jimmy goes, she's you with breasts. And Spinner goes, yeah, that's a good point. He's like, well, you know, she's 
whatever no one's gonna want a guy who has like malfunctioning junk and then he puts his foot in his mouth because as we know jimmy has issues with that jimmy has some issues and then in that area and then jimmy's like i know you're weird about this because your dad had lung cancer but like i was looking like it's like it's fine like you gotta talk about it i don't know it was and a short then, scene. And then he gets the call, but he decides not stay, not yeah, to answer that's, it. that's what it was. He gets the call, and he doesn't answer it. And then Jimmy's like, dude, you got to face this. You can't ignore this. And I know you don't want to deal with it because of what happened to your dad, but that was lung cancer. I think Spinner's like, doctors don't know anything. Like, they did all these things, and he still died. And Spinner's like, that was lung cancer. This is different. You got to answer this call. You got to find out what's going on. Um, but then... We are with Darcy and Mr. Simpson, and I can't remember why they're talking. Darcy, like, storms into his room, basically, because she's furious, because now she has to do, like, all this stuff, and she's, like, mad, and she's lashing out at him, and he's like, this is not my fault. This is your fault. Yeah, he's like, you have been acting out. You're getting, you're getting yourself in trouble. He's and like, then, and maybe you should be in more therapy because I don't know what's going on with you, but you're being weird and you're freaking out. And she's like, I was raped. And we're all like, fucking finally. Finally, you said it out loud. Like, like I don't know if she has ever actually said the words I was raped bef- like, si- at, like since it happened. I don't think so. Which, which honestly... I totally understand because that's just it's it's one of those things that's hard to say out loud. It's yeah, you know, it's it's just kind of impossible to, you know, you don't come to terms with it. But it's also it's even hard to say out loud. So I understand why it's taken her so long. The fucking finally is more because it's like it's kind of like cathartic to be like, finally, she's going to deal with this because it's not a thing that you can just like pretend until it goes away. Exactly. Yeah. And then she and Mr. Simpson, like, wait, she says it aloud. And then we cut to Spinner and his mom are at the doctor's office. And the doctor comes in and she's like, well, the good news is we caught this early on. And he's like, caught what? And then she just kind of she flat out says, you have testicular cancer, but it's very treatable. And we can face this. And it's just like like a fucking train hit spinner. And it's just like, boom, this is actually happening. This is terrifying. This is real. And Mrs. Mason looks sad. It's just, it's heartbreaking. And Spinner just looks so freaked out and sad. Um, But then we cut back real quick. And Mr. Simpson and Darcy are sitting. and Mr. S- And she's like, I haven't said it. Does she say she hasn't said it? Does she? Yeah, they're in the Zen Garden, which right. I remembered existed. Um, we always forget. Because they're never there, and why? Whatever. Anyway, they're in the Zen Garden. Uh, um, And he, like, follows her in there, and he's like, you should talk to Miss Ove, and you should talk to people. And she's like, I haven't been able to say it to, like, I haven't been able to talk about it yet. And he's like, basically, he's like, does anybody know about this? And she's like, Manny and Peter. And I feel like he's like, well, at least one of those is okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I think if I was, if I was Mr. Simpson, I'd be like, well, 
all right, at least Manning. Knows. Yeah. And <laughs> Peter's Sim- useless. And then Mr. Simpson's like, well, I'm always here. If you need anything, if you need to talk about anything, I'm here too. And I'm like, I fucking love you, Mr. Simpson. Mr. Simpson's the You're best. The goddamn best ever. You're the best. <laughs> he is, he is the best. He's great. He's just, he's a good dude. He's a good teacher. They have a really nice moment. I love this scene. He's so great. They're just like, they're just. And he's chilling. like not pushing her. He's just like, you know what? I'm here. Thank and that's all I know. And that's all you, that's all you need to really do and be in this situation for somebody. Like just let them know that you are there and that is what he's doing. And I love it. But then the next day, we're outside of school and Spinner's wearing his like dark Marty McFly outfit. <laughs> and he's like, I picks, like the puffy vest though. Yeah. And he picks a fight with Johnny DeMarco and like he straight up like nails him in the face. Punches and, him right in the goddamn nose. And some dude is like filming it on his shitty flip phone. And then he like walks away and he's like, oh my God. And that's where part one ends. But then. And then the next the next episode opens with like it's trying to like trick you because it's all <laughs> it's trying to trick you. <laughs> no, it is. It's like all those people outside of like oh yeah, they're the court. All like, they're all like Johnny DeMarco's face is like bl- like bruised and and they're and in. they're all like cheering on. So you like assume that a fight is happening, and then they're like playing dodgeball. But it's called murder ball. But yeah. I'm like, that's not what murder ball is like what we thought we were calling wheelchair <laughs> basketball or something. Yes. Yes, it's the real name of that. What did we call it? I feel like monster, monster ball. ball. <laughs> like we're very close, but not quite there. Um, but it's like dodgeball and Jimmy and Spinner are playing and Spinner wins and it's like it's like the u- part of the unity games or whatever, which is something the peace committee's putting on to like keep peace by like playing competitive games. I'm like, okay, I don't get which it. Which seems but. like that would be counterintuitive, yeah. but okay. I'm like, why would should we put competition into it? Or maybe it's like mixing schools together to be on the same team. Like maybe it's that way. Like so everyone yeah. works together with. Because like, Jimmy and Spinner were playing, they were playing against, against each other. other. That makes yeah. sense. So maybe. Like, I guess, sure. And then after the game, Jimmy is like, what's going down in junk town? Which is, guys, why? stop saying junk. And, and also, then, horrible way to phrase that. Yeah. But, but boys are weird and dumb, so I don't know. And then Spinner's like, yeah, I have cancer. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, he doesn't, he's like, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's the big C. I think he says the big C. He does say the big C. And my mom used to love that show. Spinner's like, or Jimmy's like, well, fuck. Are you okay, dude? Like, oh my God. And yeah, it's just like, I'm like, this is too serious for me. And then it goes there. And then, like, after Miss. Hasselakos is like, Unity Games, yay, that concludes this. Danny and Derek come up to Spinner with their, like, fatty iPod, and they're like, look at this video, your video of you punching Johnny and Marco is, like, all over my room. Hashtag never forget video iPods. (laughs) I still have mine. Do you really? It's amazing. I got it on my 16th birthday. Oh, my God, that means it's almost, it's nine years old. 
Jesus. I don't use it anymore, but I still have it. I had it has an, 80 gigs. I'm never going to fill that up. I had an iPod Classic for a really long time. My, uh, I like it. It only died like a couple years ago. Wow. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. My first iPod was a pink iPod mini. Amazing. Mini iPod, iPod mini. I don't know. And that battery was the shittiest thing ever. It was also black and white. So it was like before video iPods. Yeah. And then I got the and then I had to use I had to just keep it plugged into like my iPod dock like speakers that charged it all. Oh the time yeah, I remember just those. to be able to use it. So I couldn't even like use it portably until like I turned sixteen and I got this like I got like a silver video iPod for my birthday. <laughs> it was a very big deal. Um, but my brother and sister had those like shuffles, like those like. Uh, oh, yeah. those my, like fun dip my mom had one of those shuffles yeah my mom had one of those she never figured out how to use it it was never used it just it was in a box <laughs> forever we have moved since then it is probably, probably still in that box somewhere it's still in the box lost to the had, lost to the world my brother had one of those like nanos those like weird flat nanos oh yeah I think he had a purple one. Um, I also had a friend who had like one of those limited edition U two like black and red one iPods. Remember oh, those? I remember those. Yeah, yeah. They had the the song in the commercial. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, remember iPod commercials? Yes, Fuck. the outline of the human dancing. Yeah, and like the neon. Mm-hmm. I remember like one of them was that one song like "Shut Up and Let Me Go." <gasps> yeah, that was one. That was a good one. Um, I remember the flat, weird, like the, they had a white stripes one too. Yeah. And one of the fat nano ones was that one, two, three, four by Feist. Oh, I love that song. That, that commercial made me want a nano for a second and I like put it on my Christmas list and then I changed my mind. Oh yeah. Cause I couldn't hold anything. No. And they were tiny. Yeah. Mm -mm. But that song was really good. I love Feist. Mm Mm-hmm. We remember chocolate phones. Yes. I never had one, but that a Feist song was also in a chocolate commercial. I remember. If we've learned anything from this episode <laughs> of whatever it takes, a Degrassi podcast, is that you should always put a Feist song <laughs> under your, like under your commercial. commercial. Any commercial, I'll buy whatever Feist tells me to buy. I didn't have my friend Tyler had one of those chocolate phones. God, remember chocolate? Remember when yes. phones like. Were like a fashion statement. Yes. Razors, chocolates. Envy. Envy. Oh, Envy too. Mm-hmm. Remember those orange envies? Yes. God. Yes. I, I never. My had, friend Jessica had one. I never had any of those because I wasn't on. Those were Verizon phones. Remember when different phone plans had different phones available to you? Yes, because I had AT and T. So did I. So we couldn't get Wait, any of the cool do phones. Do you remember when it was AT and T, and then it was Singular, and then it was AT and T again? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Because I, I actually, it was AT and T right before I got my first cell phone, and then it turned to Singular like. In middle school. While I still had my first cell phone. It was like it was AT&T as I got my cell phone. Mm-hmm. And then like shortly into having my cell phone, it was singular. And then singular died. And like then it was AT&T And then again. it was AT&T again. Yeah. Yep. Singular was like orange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. 
Never forget. Oh, God. I, I had dumb phones, Simpler too. Times. I had shitty phones. Although I had, do you remember that phone that was, like, really, really little? Maybe. There were, like, commercials for it. It was, like, the tiniest phone. I don't know. I don't remember. It was, like, it was very small. It was remember like, those Pebble phones? I always really wanted a Pebble phone. I don't know. But I don't, but I never got one. I don't know. It was, like, a flip phone, but they were, like, circular and smooth looking Ooh, that sounds cool yeah. no i never had that but i did have the teeny tiny phone mm. that was the coolest phone i had was like my teeny tiny phone my first phone was a sony ericsson it was really old it was like a hand-me-down from my mom all of my phones were hand-me-downs from my mom for like most of my life and then i had like a really basic motorola flip phone and then I yeah i had one of those and then i had a razor i had a black razor for like most of like like end of middle school most of high school and then i got a propel and but and then i was on the iphone game i think i had a propel too the, the like, one where you slide, slide it up and then it had the like full keyboard yeah mm-hmm. i had a red and white one yep i had i think mine was yeah. green and white yep all right yep my brother had like a gray and blue one. Oh, that's a good one i had a, i think i had a green and white one but it wasn't until, like, very, very end of high school. Yeah, mine was, like, my senior year I got a propel. Yeah. Yeah, mine was, like, very end of high school because I had my, like, tiny baby flip Your phone. Your tiny phone? I <laughs> love that tiny phone. It was my favorite thing. I miss that tiny phone. Back when T9 texting was a thing. Yeah, I had no keyboard. You could just, like, text under your desk and you knew that it was going to be right because yeah. of T9. Because you didn't have to look. You didn't have to look at it. You just knew the number of buttons. Mm-hmm. It was very easy. Oh, God. We're so old. Anyway. We've we, been talking for a long time. We just got to part two. We Motherfucker. We just got to part two. It's, I'm never going to go home. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> Should have gotten a banana like I did. I thought I had and I got a banana. Should have gotten a bodega banana you like sh- you did when sh- we got beer. You should have gotten a bodega banana. <laughs> So the punch video is on their iPod. <laughs> That's how we got here. We're doing great. That's how we got here. Um, and Spinner's like, take it down. And, and like, we learned it's that it's all over my room. And we learned that Danny and Derek are still fucking dumb as hell. And then Spinner goes on the computer and flags the video. Um and then which like is a cute effort i guess i don't know do you not know how the internet (laughs) works (laughs) spinner you're the one who told darcy once you put something on the internet you can't take it down it's always there forever come on dude and then but then i think jane comes up to him and tries to talk to him and he's like no he totally blows it i know this because my next note is ah don't blow it spin and he's just like i mine is ah spinner's pushing her away because he's just like pushing her away because he's going through all this shit and he doesn't want to deal with it and he doesn't want to rope her into it and he's feeling all weird about it and then we get so this is so then we get into the b plot of part two which is different than the b plot of part one which is marco's bored i guess (laughs) and his hair is so flippy and but he looks so cute he like uh, first tries to like third wheel with ellie and jesse and they're like um and he's like oh no sorry no 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 he's like you don't have to let, like invite me to this free concert thing you're going to which like honestly i thought was kind of rude of them like it's a free concert 
yeah, but they're going on a date. I mean, if you were like planning to go to this concert that you heard about with your boyfriend and it was supposed to be a day night and your friend was like, wait, I want to come. Would you like it'd be kind of like, actually, we're going to try to go on a date. I don't know. I mean, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it. But also I'm like. Marco is like gregarious. He could have met a person there and had a good time. Like bring him along. Get him out of the house. Yeah, that's true. He's. Seems like he's probably been cooped up and not doing that much lately. And then question mark comes over Griffin, whatever. I'm only going to call him question mark. I mean, that's fine um, by me. And is like, what shirt should I wear? And he's like, wear the one that doesn't say I'm trying too hard. And then because the other one does. It was like white with like black embroidery. And I was like, what is this affliction? What are you doing? It was doing? terrible. And then he and then Griffin is like, hey, do you want to come out with me? You want to be my wingman? And Mark is like, really? You want me to come out with you? And he's like, yeah, gay dudes are like chick bait. And I'm like, oh, boy. Griffin is problematic as hell. He's so problematic. <laughs> and Mark is like, OK, I'll go. I was like, fine. And then we're at school and Jimmy is trying to talk to Spinner. And he's like, so he looked up testicular cancer and it like, like, you have a really good chance. Like, it's, like, really treatable. I'm like, all right, Jimmy was doing some Googling. and But he's trying to, like, keep Spinner positive. And Which is nice. He's so concerned about his friend. Because then Spinner is, like, and he's, like, I think they talk about the video. And Jimmy's, like, why are you doing all this fighting? Like, you're fanning the flames. Stop doing this. We know what happens when things like this get out of hand. Hello, look at me. Rick, Hi. He is making all of the valid points, and Spinner is freaking out, so he's listening to none of them. Yeah, and he's just, like, lashing out, and Jimmy is like, having cancer doesn't give you the right to be a jackass. And I was like, and then we were like, well, maybe yeah, for a little said, bit. He says something terrible. Yeah. I can't remember what it was, though. I think he says something like, 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 oh, it's he says something that, like, alludes to the fact that he's in a wheelchair and can't fight back about things but i can't remember what he says he's like are you sure you're saying this because just because you can't fight back he says something like like in the in that area yeah that sounds familiar and jimmy's like just because you have cancer doesn't give you a right to be an asshole and it's yeah it's like a shitty i'm like i don't want them to fight me neither and then we run into johnny demarco and he's talking fucking nonsense. And then Spinner's like, he Spinner like tries to squash things. He's like, let's like, like, let's not do this anymore. Like we're, things are getting out of hand. We need to stop. And Johnny's like, but like we're putting on a show. Like you see how many views that video got? Like blah, blah, blah. And he's like, it's all about the views, man. He's like a YouTuber before that was a thing. I was like, like Johnny DeMarco is trying to go viral. Like, what's happening? And then, and he's like, I can't remember what happens, but Bruce the Moose starts, like, barking. And I don't remember why. Oh, no, because then he's like, Bruce the Moose wants to fight you next. And then Bruce the Moose starts barking. And and I miss Coheed and Cambria guy. I don't know. And then Spinner is at the doctor... And he's there with his mom and he's talking to this guy who's like, so 
we need to have a procedure. We need to remove your testicle that has the cancer in it. And his friend was like, oh, what does that mean? Like, you're just going to take the thing out and put it back. He's like, that's not how it works. We're just going to remove the testicle and that's it. And then you still have to do chemo. And Spinner's freaking out. And he's like, well, what would happen if I just didn't do any of this? And he's like, the cancer would spread and you would probably die within a few months. And then the doctor and his mom like share a look and he's like, so I'll schedule this procedure for tomorrow. Okay, cool. I was like, does that happen that quickly? And he says tomorrow at, well, I mean, with cancer, they're yeah, on I a guess timeline. that's true. Yeah. Cause you, it could grow. So that's, yeah. Depending on what it is. So that, that part actually makes sense. What doesn't make sense is that his timeline is after school. Yeah. <laughs> and that Spinner still goes to school. Normally it would be like, Hey, so you're staying here because also you can't eat for 24 hours before surgery. And also after school is not a time. (laughs) Tomorrow after school. Yeah. Surgery. 4 p.m. is a time. And your cancer. Let's do it. Okay. 4 p.m. is a time. After school is nothing. And then then the next scene is Spinner is in his bathroom. He's like looking in his mirror with teary eyes. And this is when he shaves his head. And and a song is playing like generic hardcore song that I really would have been into in like 2005. And he shaves his head. And the next scene, he's like walking down an alleyway with like his hood up. And then he like swings it back. And we're like, oh, he has a mohawk. Like, and I forgot that looks, he didn't just shave it all the way. And it looks great. Looks great. Super badass. And he just he looks he pulls it the pulling fuck off. it ah yeah and he finds johnny demarco and his people in this sketchy alleyway and he like gets in a fight with bruce the moose and then he's like ganged up by like all of the goons and then somebody comes down the alleyway and they all run away there's there's a car that comes down right and then Spinner's just... Oh, and someone literally kicks, kicks him, him well. and then runs away. Yeah. And Spinner's literally, like, left writhing on the floor of the alleyway. And it's... I, like, want to give him a hug. And... To be fair, if someone had come at me and my friends to kick our ass for no reason at all, and then, like, fell to the ground in pain, I would also leave. <laughs> Well, he comes out. He's like, "You wanted a show." <laughs> well, it's so like apropos yeah. of nothing. Yeah, <laughs> the way you said that, it's like you were the Joker. <laughs> Do you want to see a magic trick? <laughs> we'll make a pencil disappear. I'm not gonna do the voice. Oh my god! And then the next day. Um, Mr. Simpson starts talking to him and he's very concerned about all of this fighting and it makes me happy that Mr. Simpson is like checking in on him and I was just like Spinner you should talk to Mr. Simpson about this because Mr. Simpson has had cancer but he's probably he's like so in his head right now and he can't handle it and then but then he talks to Jane and he's like I have cancer by the way and she's like all right blunt and he just lays it all out for her. And then she's like, well, why are you getting all these fights? And he's like, I have to show everyone that I'm still a man because I have testicular cancer. And I was like, toxic masculinity. 
toxic masculinity ruins the party again <laughs> and she's like that doesn't make sense he's like you're a girl you don't understand i was like toxic masculinity ruins the party again <laughs> and masculinity is so fragile oh it's the most fragile thing ever um but then the next day or i don't know we're at marco's house and it's the morning and he's talking to Paige and ellie He's like, he says he had a killer time with Griffin the night before. And they're like, be careful. Like, don't get a crush on him. He's super not gay. Well, Ellie calls him not even gay Griffin. Right. And she's like, you were hanging out with Clingy Tom and now not even gay Griffin. Yeah. And they're like, be careful. Like, don't be clingy with him. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, it's fine. I'm okay. And that was like the whole scene. I don't care about this B plot at all. Me neither. I don't care about it. But it's nice to see Ellie and Paige and Marco. Yeah. I just, and like, I like all the characters. I just like, don't give a shit about any of what's happening. Yeah. And then, but then we're back at school and Johnny DeMarco and his people come up to Spinner and they're like, after school, blah. And Johnny DeMarco's face is fucking destroyed. And then this was when Moose is wearing that like sideways red trucker hat. So stupid. And they're like, you're going to fight. Like it's Moose. made of satin. It's, it's like so shiny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And then they're like, after school, you're fighting Moose. Blah. And, but we know that Spinner has plans after school to get his ball removed. <laughs> my next note is literally Spinner has plans after school. <laughs> You said that out loud, too, when we were watching. You're like, but you have plans, Spinner. <laughs> I don't remember. And then I think Jane, like, overheard this. And then she goes and finds Jimmy in the gym because he's coaching, like, the girls' basketball team or whatever. And she's like, hey, Jimmy, like, want to talk to me? I know we don't know each other at all. She's like, she, I think her literal words were, got a sec for someone you barely know. And right. I'm like, oh, I like Jane. Yeah. And she's like, so, you know, Spinner, like. He's been acting weird. Like, how long has he been weird? And Jimmy's like, um, since the day I met him, lol. And he's, she's like, yeah, well, so you know about his whole situation. He's going to, like, fucking fight these goons after school. And he's like, Spinner's an adult. He can do what he wants. Like, I'm not going to mess with it. And I was like, Jimmy, no, why? And she's like, but he has, like, but he's going to miss his, like, fucking operation after school and he's like wait what i need to intervene now and i'm like thank god come on let's go and then but then before we get to what happens marco is like latching like hardcore sorry i'm just like i'm trying to keep up with my notes as you go so jane makes like a weird comment and i don't have the comment written down but i'm like jane you barely know what you're talking about she, like, makes a weird comment to Jimmy about, like, his obligations as a friend. And she's like, you're not being a friend. And Jimmy's mad at Spinner because he, like, said something weird about, like, Jimmy being in the wheelchair. And I'm like, Jane, you like Jane now? But I, I'm like, don't know what you're talking about. Like, don't get involved in the Jimmy-Spinner dynamic. Like, I feel like only very specific people can get involved in the Jimmy-Spinner dynamic. I don't know. I think I was on board because I was like, yeah, Jimmy, you need to stop Spinner from doing something stupid. Well, no, that is, that is for sure for real. But I'm like, come on. I don't come know. On, I don't Jane. I don't remember what she said. So I don't I don't remember. 
Um, but first, let's cut back to fucking Marco being a latching person. He finds Griffin, like, studying with his engineering people. He just hops the fuck in there. And is like, let's go shopping. There's a sale. And he's like, I'm studying. He's like, okay, maybe later. And it's weird. To which I say, Marco, just fucking text. Just be like, hey, there's a sale on. Ouch. Let's go. Texting was a thing then. You can do that. I mean, you couldn't text a lot, but if you're so focused on this person and you have so few friends that you're like, I have no one to see, text this one dude and be like, do you want to go do this thing? Don't go, like, seek him out. That's creepy. Super weird. It's also, a weird you live move. with him. Wait for him to come home. It's a weird move. Um, but then we are back. Also, I totally forgot that Griffin was an engineering student. I don't even know if I ever knew that. Um, but then we're... It's after school, and Danny and Derek are, like, of course, following Spinner, like, to the fight, because they're just always around for that shit. They're annoying. And also because they were, like, super furious that he, like, went and fought, and they weren't there to film it. Which, like, (laughs) since when are they, like, trying to be, like, the next members of Jackass? What's happening? I don't know. And then... They get there, and Jimmy is like, dude, don't do this. Like... He's like, and he's like, I know how it feels to have your body let you down. Like, you can't beat cancer with your fists. And then, but he knows Spinner and he knows like when Spinner like puts his mind to something, there's like not that much you can do. And he's like, you know what? Like, I know you want to do this. I don't want you to do this, but like, keep your fists up, like lift your fists, protect your face. Like, you don't want to ruin your modeling career. And he's just like, he's like there for his friend no uh, matter what. Even though he knows he's probably doing something stupid. Like he tried to stop him, but he knows like there's only so much he can do. And when he knows that he's probably not going to back down, he at least is like, you know what? I, no matter what, I have your back because you're my best friend and I love them so much. They're the fucking best. I literally wrote, I love you, Jimmy. Heart, eyes, smiley face because he's the best friend ever he's a very good friend and yeah no it was just like a very sweet moment and i was like oh i'm like Jimmy. so happy that they're friends again Me too. i know they've been friends for a while since but like the still. end of season six but i'm so happy that they're back to this or the end of season five um but i'm so like i love them so much um but then ugh, let's close out this fucking b plot um and then, oh, but they're not oh. even closing out yet because, like, Griffin comes home and Marco. Well, and- Marco is surfing the web and he's on a website called How to Care for Your Rabbit, <laughs> which in other. Things to come. And other, in, like, because I think earlier in the episode, Ellie's like, get a pet or something if you're lonely. Like, don't right. do this. Um, so it's How to Care for Your Rabbit, which, like, if. Out of context, sounds like a euphemism. Um. And then he closes it, and then because Griffin comes in, and he's like, hey, how was the sale? And Mark is like, didn't go. And Griffin's like, oh, because I didn't go. So we find out that Griffin, like, left Marco a note being like, I met a girl, sorry, later. Which, I mean, they're not close enough of friends for that to really be that shitty. Yeah. 
you know and, and griffin says as much he's like you're just my roommate and barker's like but that's what she's gonna do like we're trying to build a relationship and griffin's like what Relate? like we're just my roommate calm down which like is fair it's super fair and marco's lonely and is like like takes offense and he needs a he needs, he needs a, a friend he needs a buddy um, but then we we're in the hospital and Spinner had a surgery and we found out he like just made it in time and his testicles in a doggy bag, I guess. But he did a good job. He's doing fine. His mom is there. It's great. Um, let's close out the B plot. Marco, like, she does wake him up that I thought was weird. I think he was like groggily waking up and she's like, are you awake? I don't know. Okay. That and makes more sense. But then we're back at Marco's. He brings in a box with holes in it. I'm like, did he get an animal? And then he for sure got he's like an talking animal. to Paige and then she walks away and then she takes out he takes out a bunny who's named Hip Hop and it's adorable. Hip Hop is a great name for a bunny, it's by great. the way. It's it's he's just like Hip Hop, so we're gonna be great friends. He's just so cute and the bunny's so cute and its name is Hip Hop. <laughs> I just love the bunny name. Um, but then we're at school. Although I, I'm not crazy about bunnies. They're prone. No, they're they're weird. Everywhere. They do. Also, they're like really prone to seizures. Oh, God. Yeah. It's it's actually like a little bit traumatizing. Yeah. So then the next day at school, um, Spinner is wearing this beanie with a brim. I forgot to mention that during fashion police. And then he's like talking to jane she's like how are you doing like did you get the surgery he's like yeah i just made it in time and she's like what about that all that fighting he's like oh yeah i got fines and detention at the yin yang and he's like but don't worry there's only one thing i'm gonna be fighting from now on and she like gives him like a puzzled look and he's like uh cancer and she's like oh i just wanted to see if you would actually say it and he's like oh yeah I got. He says, "I don't remember how this comes up, but I think he says he got a major junkectomy, and I don't know. But they're really cute, and they're like cute together and flirting, and they that's kind of how it is. Like I'm like I'm very like pro this whole thing, which I'm I didn't think I would be. It. Yeah, I didn't think I would be because I like I I must have missed the part where I got on board. Like maybe I just I don't remember the B plot. Like I don't remember the second episode, so I might have just seen part one of the episode." Because I, like, definitely remember the Darcy stuff. I don't know. I'm trying to... This is when we I started don't. dropping this off, is, so I yeah, have no I'm idea. I'm, like, in and out of this area But the they show. do say a cute thing. It was really sweet. I have to find it. Hold on. Um, uh, Spinner, like, in reference to, like, the surgery, says, I'm tender. And Jane says, I always thought you were. Oh, And it was really so sweet. And I was like, oh... My God, I think uh, she ends it with dude, which kind of ruins. Oh the yeah, effect, she. But, but. No, I kind of love that she calls him dude. Oh yeah, she says I, I, I always knew you were dude, and I'm like, Jane. Oh my God, it's so cute, and I love them. All right, and that's the end of the episode. Oh my God. Um. So, Spirit Squad Captain Spinner. Yeah, Spinner all the way, and also, but like Jimmy too. Runners up, Jimmy Runners and up Jane. Jimmy I'd, and Jane. I'd even call and a Jane. And Mr. Simpson. Yeah. For Darcy. Oh, yeah. Good call. But yeah. definitely Spinner, first and foremost. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking just, like, tackling cancer. And he, like, yeah. He acted out a little bit, but that's to be expected. And it wasn't even that bad. I know. Seriously. Um, like, a lot of people. He didn't buy a fucking would... motorbike like some people. <laughs> um, cheat on his wife. Right? 
Uh, I love him. Me he too. Does, he does such a good job. He's such a nice boy. He is a nice boy. Uh, and then ship. I'm gonna go with Jane and Spinner. I'm on board for it. So am I. What's happening? I don't know. I mean, I don't remember being against it, but I don't remember it really. So yeah, I know. I remember. I don't remember being like actively against it, but I remember being like annoyed by Jane. I don't. I like really don't remember that much about her. Like, I don't remember that much about her at all. So, as of right now, I'm on board for them. Same. And I'm on board for her. Moral. Um, Violence isn't the answer. Problems. Also that. Um, don't be afraid to face your problems head on. I think blanket statement for every plot. Probably. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, we have a YouTube comment. Um, do you want to read it? Sure. Oh, it's good. It's from Keisha Charmaine nine months ago. Am I supposed to believe that the guy fighting Danny is a high school student? LOL. <laughs> like, truly. I mean, technically, I guess we're supposed to buy into that, but he looks like he's a 30-year-old bear juggalo. <laughs> bear juggalo. <laughs> uh, um... Grapevine? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, now? we're at Grapevine. We got we? lots of stuff. All right. We've so emailed. First and foremost, we need to shout out Bethany, who pledged some money to us on Patreon. And we just got to say thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> we um, appreciate it so much. We got to give you a two, a early 2000 specific compliment. Do you want to go first? Bethany. You are as beautiful as Marissa in season one of the OC. I was literally going to go with an OC thing, but I was going to say summer. Now, Marissa, season one, Marissa. You're as beautiful as Marissa, but you're as adorable and amazing as summer. Summer's the best. But, like, not the very beginning of season one, summer. Right. Not season one, summer, but, like, season, solidly season two, summer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. And you're going to get like all these cool rewards and stuff. Um, all right. We also got an email from Riley, who I know is friends with Caitlin. Um, I feel like very invested in their like friendship, <laughs> their friendship now. Yeah. yeah. Um, should I just read the whole thing? Yes, because it's amazing. Okay. He says, hello, queens. And also because this episode is 100 hours long, <laughs> so it does not matter. Why not? We're already an hour and a half. Fucking add on. Um, it says, she, he says, okay, so I am Riley, friend of North Dakota listener Caitlin, caps lock, and jock, caps lock and drop it on Twitter, who I'm pretty sure has tweeted you screenshots of my tweets and or texts at some point. She actually recommended your pod to me when I was drunk at a Pride event and once I finally sobered up and got around to remembering that the conversation actually occurred at all, I gave it a listen and you guys are great. Truly great. Just thought you should know. Anyways, I'm now going to barf out some thoughts and opinions, stream of consciousness style. It's our favorite way that you guys do this. Um, So I started watching Degrassi in like seventh grade and, and immediately got obsessed and wouldn't shut up about it and forced friends and family to watch it with me constantly. Something I still to still do to this day with all the shows I watch. I love every time you bring up the end.com because I was super into it. 
My avatar 100% always had a puka shell necklace because I was a teenage boy in the early 2000s who basically saw JT as a style icon, LMAO. One thing I've noticed through your pod and rewatching some episodes is that watching the show is way different as an adult than it was as a barely teen. I used to think Ashley was so mature and put together, which, lol. I also remember Sean's ski-doo accident as being super intense when it's actually just hilarious. I thought Downtown Sasquatch was the best band and JT and Danny were so funny and both of those opinions are actually objectively incorrect. (laughs) I remember thinking Secret was the most scandalous episode in the whole world, which, nah. And despite its significant presence in seasons three and four, I had no idea what a ravine actually was back then. Like, was it a creek? Was it just the woods? Was it de- was it a designated place for sex? Just hanging out? Did my school have one? I wasn't cool. I didn't know. Actually, the ravine reminds me of the story. When Gangsta Gangsta first aired on the end, I was spending the night at my friend's house, and I ditched, ditched him to go and watch Degrassi alone while I thought his parents were asleep. Sean and Emma broke up in the episode, so I was distraught. But JT also had his wet dream, which, of course, was the moment that my friend's parents walked in. They eventually told my mom about it, and it did not face her one bit because just the week before, I spent an entire family dinner in public describing in scene-by-scene detail the episode with Ellie's cutting, so this seemed fairly tame in comparison. I was a disaster. I still am. Anyway, I've got a quick... I've never related more to a sentence in my life. I was a disaster. I still am. Anyway, I got... A quick, I've got a quick rant that's been rattling in my brain since I listened to your If You Leave episode, and I've got thoughts on your protest, or on the protest, because that protest, all the protests in every instance is like in major quotes, was actually just pretty awesome home team crowd heckling, like Holland, I used to play soccer, like Holland, I used to play soccer, and if we were in some kind of championship and the imposing team went to take a penalty kick, and all my friends started heckling the guy so bad that he missed and we won, that'd be great. But man, he's mad. Like, I know that wasn't their intention, but I mean, home field advantage is a thing. Take advantage of it, girl. Oh, wait. Semi-unpopular, semi-unpopular opinion time. I love all of the opening credits. Every time they change them, I am all for it. The OG choir version, the more grown-up, maybe Alex Johnson version, the blue singled out strike a pose while we show pictures of baby you in the background version. I love them all. To be fair, I just love all TV opening credits in general. Like, I'm pretty sure I have multiple get-off-my-lawn-esque tweets complaining about how shows nowadays don't have opening credits, but whatever. Also, anytime you mention Harry Potter, Grey's Anatomy, Veronica Mars, One Tree Hill, or The O.C., my heart goes a flutter because they are my five truest loves. The fact that I never realized... We definitely mentioned at least two of those things over the course of this episode. <laughs> um, yeah. The fact that I never realized Sean Cameron was Ryan Atwood's light before I listened to this pod is one of my deepest shames. Anyway, this is the end. I love Degrassi. I love your podcast, Sean and Emma Forever. Actually, two more things. First, I stopped watching after season six, other than the Hollywood and Manhattan movies. Spinner and Emma is as awful as you think. And now that you've started season seven, I've got the motivation to go back and watch it too. You've basically inspired me to accomplish a goal I've been pushing off for nearly a decade. Thank you so much. Also, next class is great. Caitlin got me to try it and I love it. It's definitely more woke than next gen, even though I'm pretty sure next gen was the early 2000s version of woke. I'm excited to hear your thoughts about it when you finally get there in year 2185. Okay, this is the end for real. Sean and Emma forever. Riley. 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 amazing. First of all, yes, we will be getting to next class in 2185. 
we're going to be super old. Helen and I are going to be deep into our 30s by the time we get to next class. It's not great. Um, also, when you sent me this email, and by me, I mean us, <laughs> I, but I read it by myself because we are different humans. And I texted Holland from where I was, which I think it was the F train. And I texted Holland and I said, I just read Riley's email and I was really sad that it ended. <laughs> like, I just kind of wanted it to keep going. It's amazing. I loved it. It was, it was so good. a great email. Um, I was like, I was really upset that it was over. I was like, wait, but I just wanted to keep reading the email, though. So we also have an email, or not an email, a review. Oh, we're drunk. So we also have a review, and it's from Ryan, who was actually on one of our episodes for like a little brief conversation. Excited. Um, but... He says he couldn't decide on a ship. Please ship me with Heather Sinclair. And it's definitely your turn to do this. I'm excited. Don't envy you because we're not in the best state of mind, but maybe it's actually the best state of mind. I'm ready. We don't even have to pause. Let's do this thing. Do it. Do it. All right. Ryan. So the thing about Ryan is Ryan's in a band like in real life. Like, that's, like, how he makes his livelihood. So, we're doing the band thing, but from the other direction. Switching it up, motherfucker. Okay. So, you are touring with your band. It's definitely Heather Sinclair, not Holly J. Sinclair. Definitely Heather. Okay. So, you're touring with your band, who are really great, by the way. Um, You're touring with your band, and so you guys are doing, like, an entire, like, North America tour. So, you're going up to Toronto... As, like, a part, like, you did, like, Vancouver already, and now you're, like, doing Toronto, and then you're going to, like, do Montreal later, or, like, maybe see the Montreal boys. I don't know your life. I don't know your choices. <laughs> um, and so you are, like, you just played your show in Toronto, and, like, you were, like, kind of scanning the crowd, but also, like, you're the drummer. You're kind of in the back. You can't really see, like, what's going on. You just, like, are, like, deep into your zone. So, like... You know, people get, like, backstage passes or whatever and, like, come meet the band and stuff. So, you see this one girl, and she, like, has an obvious nose job, but (laughs) that's fine. But she also has, like, blonde hair and good highlights, and she's cute, and she's, like, been making eyes at you, like, in, like, the backstage area, and she has, like, her, like, like, MVP pass or whatever, like, thing around her neck, And you guys are, like, making eyes. And she comes over, and she's like, Hi, Heather. I'm, like, a really big fan of your band. And, like, I just wanted to tell you that you're my favorite. And you're like, okay, cool. And you guys, like, chat. And, like, you know, whatever. Fill in the blank. Whatever goes down, goes down. (laughs) Whatever you want to happen. Whatever you're, like, on board for, consenting adults, et cetera. Um... But, like, you guys stay in touch and, like, you form this beautiful, like, long-distance love story. And she eventually comes to, like, meet you. And I think you live in New Mexico. I can't fully remember. I think that's right. I think that's right. Yeah. So, and then she's, like, fuck it. And she, like, moves to New Mexico. And you guys, like, have, like, a beautiful life together. Can I say that the epilogue is that she steals you a puppy? (gasps) Beautiful. Perfect. (laughs) This is just the cherry on top of that th- that fan fiction. <laughs> All right. That was great. 
thanks i'm (laughs) i'm drunk and i didn't ask you to pause so i could think of something first sorry ryan um i just felt inspired by your life i mean i think it helps that he's in a band that's kind of our comfort zone (laughs) it weirdly is why i don't know i think that's probably because like as youths when you like make up your own fantasies in your brain i bet like both of ours probably went to that space (laughs) that is for sure like your personal fan fictions you make up in your brain um but that's all the grapevine we have for today we're like this is the longest episode of all time so we don't need to bog you down with more but like but thank you so much for everyone who was reaching out to us on all of our social media and if you want to be featured in future grapevine segments you can tweet at us at degrassi pod or on instagram at degrassi pod or on tumblr whatever it takes podcast.tumblr.com you can email us at whatever it takes podcast at gmail.com we are on soundcloud we're on stitcher and we're on itunes and if you're on itunes why not rate review and subscribe to us and if you leave us a review, we will write you a super cool Degrassi fan fiction like we wrote for Ryan today. And by write, I mean makeup on the spot. Maybe we'll be drunk. Maybe, probably, most likely, most times we're not drunk. We're drunk this time. It's not a big deal. I think it was still worked out great. I need to stop <laughs> rambling. Um, but yeah, that's all the places where you can find us. And Kelsey. I think it worked out great. <laughs> Kelsey, what are you recommending? Um, okay, so I'm going to recommend a podcast. It's called Popular Music, colon, the podcast. It is a great time. It's just like, I don't know, the world is dark. It's so upbeat. They, it's it's Stephen Ray Morris, who's the um, producer. Oh. I know, I love Stephen. He's the producer for My Favorite Murder and also several other podcasts. And he also hosts um, the Purrcast, which is his cat podcast. I need to listen to the Purrcast. Yeah. But he and, um, oh, God, I can't remember her name because I'm drunk. I'm so sorry. I want to say Annalise or Anna Marie. It's it's one of those. Um, but she, but they both talk about, like, pop music. So oh, just, like, cool. each episode they talk about a different song. I just listened to the Carly Rae Jepsen, I Really, Really, Really Like You one. Um, and it's been stuck in my head forever now. Um, but they like they go into like the history and like the de- the specific details of the music. Like it's it's really informative, but it's also like they're just like pop music enthusiasts, and they do all decades. So like the one before this was an Elvis one. Oh, I'm into that. Uh, yeah, and they did like "Say La Vie," and they did um, "Baby One More Time" was their first episode because, duh. That's awesome. I gotta listen and to And you know how I love Britney, so I was very excited. Obviously. Obviously. Um, so yeah, Popular Music, the podcast. Oh, also you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Kelsex with a Z at the end. Who cares? Oh yeah, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Hollandtacular. I don't really have a real thing to recommend because I'm still in the middle of binge watching The Vampire Diaries like a garbage person. I mean, I'm still watching Pushing Daisies. I get it. But speaking of Britney Spears, I'm going to recommend a Spotify playlist that I made that is inspired by the playlist I made while we were on a road trip in California. Um, If you find me, if you literally just type in Holland Baker on Spotify, you'll probably find me. 
And I made a playlist called Sometimes I Wish I Could Turn Back Time. It's so Impossible good. as it may seem. It's so good. It's a quote from a Backstreet Boys song. The cover art of my playlist is all the Backstreet Boys screaming into a fisheye camera from their Everybody music video, which is iconic and everybody should watch it. But it's basically just like a very specifically curated kind of a playlist of a specific point in time. And it ranges from like late 90s to early 2000s. It has like a specific feel to it yeah i can't be that specific about what the feel is but like when you hear it it all goes together yeah like i i figured out the vibe but it's hard to explain it's hard to uh, it took allegra a little while to figure it out but by the end of our trip she understood yeah like people like like backstreet boys are on it shania twain is on it hoku is on it uh bewitched is on it faith hill um michelle branch i put on who i didn't include before but i was like that tracks liz fair that Mm -hmm. tracks fifi dobson that sky sweet numbers on it duh um britney avril all american rejects a little bit it's like a lot it's like aaron carter lmnt um in sync click five like stuff like that i don't know i'm proud of the playlist it's a very weirdly specific vibe that is kind of like the embodiment of my soul. It's so, great. It, it, it entertained out. us for a six hour Literally drive. Six and a half hours. So and this playlist is like at least nine hours. It totaled it up. So, so I put on even more songs. So on if this you're playlist. gonna drive the distance of a great deal of the state of California, might we recommend this podcast? Yeah. Or not this podcast, this playlist. Yeah. I mean, Check we can also recommend this podcast that we're talking into. That you're into, already listening to. Which, like, I mean, you you might be caught up. And if up. you made it this far, I think you're already pretty invested in it. Which, like, I mean, it's a choice that you've made. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Anyway, we should probably end it because it's, it's an hour and 52 minutes in. Jesus. I mean, it might be less than that after editing because I think we have a lot of, like, empty spaces but it's going to be almost two hours long no matter what and a lot of chit chat about garbage nothing we talked about cell phones for a really long time <laughs> <laughs> i'm so sorry and like pe <laughs> i'm so sorry also today i don't want to get into a tangent but today i remembered like even more dances i went to in high school that weren't even through my school <laughs> might be for another time oh i've went to so many dances <laughs> like i've said that i was in this youth and government club before which is like really nerdy but a big reason why a lot of people joined is because like at the conferences there would be dances and it was like a big selling point i went to so many fucking dances why? also the community center in my town had a lot of dances who has a community center what is happening CSD. I don't we, know, man. there was a community center in the like neighboring town to my town or like two towns away the town that i used to hang out in um had a community center but like we would go there and like play basketball and then get bored and leave 
Yeah, no. They didn't have events. They were just like, we're a space. My clubs had dances. My school had dances. My town was like the exact opposite of the town from Footloose and that everyone was just like, we need to fucking dance. And everyone was really into it. I don't know. I was invited to an additional prom in the town that had the community center. And it wasn't even like... All of these other dances I'm talking about weren't, they were not formal dances at all. It wasn't a big hoopla. It was just like, we're going to dance. We're going to go to freak dance and to meet boys and to like rub up against each other. I don't know. Maybe my town was just so repressed that we're like dances. It's the only way we can be close to other humans. Otherwise, I have no idea. I don't know. Cause like I had friends in other towns and. I don't think they had dances I either. Think my town was weird. Or maybe it's just like there's nothing else to do, and we were just like dances. But also like That's the how peop- we get out our sexual frustration. <laughs> <laughs> but also like the people I hung out with wouldn't have been people going to dances yeah. anyway. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's I don't know. One in the morning. We need oh my to stop. God, I need to go home. Thank you for listening, Panthers, to this really long rambly episode. Jesus. I'm sorry. So sorry. Goodbye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers. We love you. Bye.